Hey everyone, I'm Halise Beast, a digital storyteller and video producer. And I'm Mr. Halise. I'm a registered nurse and I enjoy coffee. All right. Have I used that before? I don't know. Well, we'll see. Okay. They'll let us know if you have. All right. <laughs> and this is the Beast Cast, your favorite aunt and uncle talking about married life and things like such as. Roll the music. <laughs> So it's the first BeastCast episode of 2019. Um, we are in a new space. It is our apartment. Uh, we are very thankful for the space that we have. Uh, it yes. is amazing. And it's just, it's like a weight that's been lifted off yes. of pretty much like your lower body, your yeah. entire lower body. It feels um, really good to, and I mean with, with all the love and support for family, but it feels really good to be alone. <laughs> well, we covered that in a previous episode. Yes. Where it's to leave and cleave. Mm-hmm. But that's not even the topic for today. It's not. So what's the topic for today, love? The topic is actually from one of y'all. Y'all left yeah. it in a comment on one of the video versions of the Beastcast. For those of y'all listening, there are video versions of the Beastcast as well. YouTube.com slash Elise. Ooh. In, <laughs> is, are they in a playlist? Yes. Okay, playlist. Yeah, they're all on a playlist. So this is from Read, Write, Thrift. Um, and she asks, and it's kind of based on the KonMari method. Mm. Um, so have you ever had to give something up that brings you joy individually in order to make your home or partnership more joyful? So explaining the KonMari method, honestly, like you just need to either YouTube it or Google it. Essentially, it's, it's an offshoot or a brand of minimalism. Um, that's a, oh, that's a really good way to put it, actually. Yeah. Is it? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, so it's it's just everything that's in your lived space should be meaningful. And I think it's Mary Kondo is her name to, to uh, give a gist of what she says to bring you joy. Does it bring you joy? Yeah. I think, and I know for us personally, going through everything we've gone through this year... Over the last, I would say, year and a half, we've gotten rid of a lot of stuff. We've downsized. I think at our biggest, we were in, well, the shambles. The shambles were 1,400 square feet. So, yeah, yeah, that was the biggest place we had ever been in. And then, but the last house we actually lived in was a three-bedroom house. That felt bigger. The three-bedroom house felt bigger? The three-bedroom house felt bigger to me. Really? Okay. Um, I mean, it might not have been, but it felt bigger. That house flowed really, really well. It really did. It also acted like a house. Anyway, um, the last house we were that we actually lived in here in San Antonio was a three-bedroom, two-bathroom house, and it was technically a starter home by Texas standards. It was 1,200 square feet, but it flowed really, really well. Like, the layout of it really made sense and worked, so it felt very, it felt very spacious. Mm. Yeah. And now the apartment we're in, I can't remember the exact square footage. Is it like six something? It's like upper 600s or low 700s. Yeah. So we basically halved our our footprint, essentially. Yeah. So we're definitely living simpler for sure now with around 600, 700 square feet of space. So just, I mean, we're kind of going on a tangent, Sorry. but I feel like an aside on that tangent is, I feel like you describe 
our current situation as minimalist, mm -hmm. but I don't think, I think by most standards we're living minimally, but we're not minimalists because we still have way too much stuff. You think so? Oh yeah. I don't know, man. I'd be seeing these playlists on YouTube and some of them, I'm like, I feel like you just have enough things for one person. Yeah. Hmm. And that's it. <laughs> oh, it's mean, not minimal. It's just like you, you are living sufficiently. Yeah, it's like you're, yeah, okay, you're living sufficiently. Again, I still come to that argument of what does it truly mean to be minimalist? Is it just, oh, you could actually afford to have a four-bedroom house, but you just don't have one, and that's the only reason you're minimalist, you know? Or is it actually more, like, I think there's a philosophy ideology question there to be asked for sure. Well, people, oh, man, we're going totally off topic. Yeah. Hey, we're we're going we're gonna to come around, read right thrift, we're coming around. We're coming <laughs> around eventually, but... Um, <laughs> I feel like we touched on it in the last episode where it's just like labels, right? Yeah. Where, and in the comments, people were like, oh yeah, I mean, you could think minimalism and, and whatever, but I mean, I would just say poor, you know, when you're poor, yeah, you don't really think about, oh, can I do without this? Does this bring me joy? It's mm -hmm. more like, do I have the bed? Yes. Do I have money to like drive places and put gas in or food? So... Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're very minimalist. It's like, no, man, I'm just broke. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's the defining difference. So, I don't know. I, I would say that we are, I don't know. I think we're definitely minimal. We could literally just have a small bookcase, a couch, and the bed, and then like five outfits. And I think that would be Then you're minimal. like, oh, we're doing minimal we're minimalists now. Yeah, when That's... you start when you start dressing every day like a cartoon character like Doug, where it's like, Oh, I have a green vest every day. Low key I was doing that when we were living with my parents. Yeah, it was the same thing with me. Coming back, so I mean I think we can just touch about like the minimalism and Kamari method. I think we were doing it we we've already done it. Excuse me. Oh, the burps begin. Mm -hmm. um, we've already done it two or three times before moving into this space. Yeah. Well, I guess the question at its core is like, well, you know, as individual people, we have, we're going to have different things that we enjoy. Yeah. So is there something that like in, in the spirit of Kamari, like, oh, well, I, I would keep this because it brings me, I, I feel like it speaks to my heart or it brings me joy or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then you would say, well, I don't. And it's also cluttering everything. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever... I mean, do you, I feel like you would know more than me. Like, have I ever had anything where you where you took a sigh of relief when I got rid of it? <laughs> I, I know that there is. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe an outfit of some kind? I know there's been outfits I've worn where you were you felt like it didn't flatter me or anything at all, but I still wore it all the time, you know? Or, ooh, your leather jacket. Oh, that didn't your bring me joy, Your leather jacket. It didn't bring you joy? You were so hesitant to get rid of that thing. I would so, keep saying, like, this is not cute. All right, so I had a, I had a leather <laughs> jacket through college, right? It was actually northern Indiana, so it's not, it wasn't that insulating, so I had to layer a lot with it. But it was the jacket that I wore all throughout college, right? Mm -hmm. Um, upgraded after, and then especially since we got married, got a, a better jacket. Yeah. Um, but when I would go outside and do stuff that I didn't care about, 
what I was wearing, I would yeah. wear that jacket. When I was grilling outside in the winter, don't judge me, um, I mean, I would wear that jacket. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, this is something that can get stinky or can, like, I don't care about this jacket. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't, man. Yeah, you just hated that. I really did. But it, oh, it didn't, you didn't like didn't my coat either. My coat brought me joy, though. That thing was ratty. My coat brought me joy. So I also had... Forever a, 21. <laughs> I had a coat that I had bought from Forever 21, and it was kind of like like a petticoat, right? right? Yeah, that's what they're called, right? Petty or peacoat or something. So yeah, like a peacoat blazer kind of lightweight coat. I got it for, for at Forever 21 for like 40 bucks. Um, but I loved it, and I also got so many compliments you on did. that thing. I got a lot of compliments on that coat all the time. Which I don't know he, why hated it the buttons were perpetually falling off i mean it's because the coat was technically meant to be throwaway fashion but i no matter what clothes i buy no clothing is throwaway fashion for me i will wear it until it's like deteriorating and i also know how to sew semi well so i would just sew the buttons back on (laughs) it's not a big deal yeah it was like (laughs) hopes and and butterfly farts again just barely holding this like the buttons together i would still get compliments though even though it was like falling apart people would not notice the buttons were missing i swear to god anyway i was happy you got rid of that thing but i mean so that brought you joy mine that brought me joy i finally got rid of it when we moved here i finally got rid of it and you were i could tell you were like oh so coat Okay, so like cable, uh, and a lot of these again are like privilege or things that, like they're conveniences. So I I wanted to watch college football, right? Yeah. And I wanted the local channels to do that, in mm-hmm. addition to ESPN. So we had like a streaming service, but I didn't want to pay for cable. So I wanted to have a, uh, an antenna up, but the antenna looked. Um, it did not look cute. It just looked tacky. It was. Yeah. And especially because I couldn't get reception behind the TV where it could mm-hmm. be hidden. Mm-hmm. So I had to like put it up. And it was, it was, again, it was almost like college again. Drawing back to, it's like yeah. it didn't really matter what it looked like because it was like functional. But yeah. ended up giving that up because it was like, no, it's, it's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, it looks terrible and then you don't like it. So, yeah. This is also a hard topic because I don't have that many hobbies. Mm hmm. So, I mean, Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening slash watching this episode of The Beast Cast. A few announcements real quick. One, if you're watching on YouTube, let the ads play. If you, if you, let's see, what is it, see who play? Anyway, let the ads play. It really helps us out, um, but we do understand if you just need to skip it because... There's some super political ones out yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, this shutdown and everything, like, whoo, I mean, it's not, a lot. So if you need to skip the ad, we understand. But if you could let it play, that really helps us out a lot. Yeah. Um, if you're new here watching, like, share, and subscribe, please. Uh, we do these every Wednesday. So, you know, do that. And then also, if you want to take it a step further in supporting this Ooh. podcast. Tell me how. Check us out on Patreon, <gasps> patreon.com slash Halise. Slash. <laughs> and um, yeah, on there, it's really easy to give. You can do, I think I have one tier. I have a $2 tier and it's very straightforward, but it's always dependent on your budget. We understand that times, you know, things fluctuate. Amen. So you can always just set a monthly max for yourself 
and there you go. And the monthly max can be one or two dollars. Yeah, it can be whatever you want to give. I'm doing a dollar a video and my monthly max is a dollar. Cool, thank there you. There you go, you just gave us a dollar. On the Patreon, we are trying to hit a goal. We're trying to hit a certain goal number so that way we can upgrade our gear again. Oh, right. Yeah, because it is about that time, you know what I'm saying? So the Patreon would be very helpful. Also, apparently I'm in charge of the BeastCast Instagram. Um, I am trying to get more consistent about it, but if you feel like sending us a voicemail, you can oh, do yeah. so in the Anchor app if you listen to us on Anchor, um, or you can also send us a clip. I think you can also do like a little mini voicemail thing on Instagram, supposedly. You can, yeah, you can. So you can send us one there and we will try to listen and or respond if, if we can. If so. he remembers to open it. But your comments do help. <laughs> your comments do help with some of the topics. Um, and we appreciate it. We really do. Anyway, back to the episode. Boop. I think the reason why I am not so sentimental in, in many things, especially bigger things, is because we had to move ourselves so many times mm. on our own. Or um, spend a lot because we had so much extra. Um, so you, for, oh, you know, I forgot, like for a while we had an upright piano, like a big one. Oh my God. <laughs> you remember that? Okay. So if y'all buy or just have an old piano that you do not want, oh my. good luck getting rid of it. Yeah. Because nobody wants that. Goodwill does not want it. Um, I had to call Salvation Army does not want it. I had to call a no, you did. I called, yeah, I found you found someone who would take it who just takes them. No, we paid them. Yeah, we, you know, yeah, we paid, we paid them a hundred dollars to come and grab this piano so they could repurpose it. Yeah, but we had to pay them to take it away. Yeah, we lost money on that thing. Yeah, we did, but yeah, so we used to have an upright piano. And I think it was built in like the 18 and somethings. Um, it was very beautiful. <laughs> and I would play it and whatnot because I, I know how to play piano. Um, but that's something I've haven't had to give up for the betterment of the relationship, like piano. Yeah. That's a different topic because there have been a lot of things that you were interested in that were high cost items <laughs> that we ended up losing money on. Yeah. The piano being one of them. The yeah. Great Dane being another. Yeah, I had a Great Dane for a little while. The fact that you wanted multi, like additional dogs, that cost us money. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else have I? We had the guinea pig. Didn't lose money on it, but it was just like... You just didn't like him. Pig. It bit me all the damn time. I, the guinea pig liked me. And he, he bought the guinea pig for me just to set the record straight on that. Okay. I guess we don't need to buy a rug for this new place because i mean i let you walk all over me wow so. <laughs> wow okay yeah putting foot down on a lot of, oh man wow he does not entertain my antics nearly as much as he used to which is a good thing thank god because <laughs> i was like oh no you know i just wanted to love me i wanted to you know have the relationship now it's like you got plenty of stuff you yeah. don't need no more stuff Mm. It was a pain, but when I did play it, did it bother you? No, I enjoyed it. Yeah, but you don't think about it's. It's the same thing where you like get something and you don't think about getting rid of it until you're about to get rid of it. Yeah. 
it's like, oh my God, why do we do that? Why do we have this several hundred pound thing that we cannot get rid of? I remember we moved that thing because it was with us in, was it Amber Glen? Was it really? It was at Amber Glen with us and then it moved. With we hired us movers. To Pinedale. Yeah, we hired movers because we had to. We couldn't, couldn't move that thing mm-hmm. by ourselves. It's way too heavy. Anyway. What lives of privilege we have. Because <laughs> then we had to retune that thing. Yeah. God, we were so stupid. It was like $100 like to tune it. To tune it before and then tune it afterwards. and then Yeah, because that's the thing with pianos. When you move them into a new space, they have to like... It's like a house. You have to let it settle and then... Well, it has to adjust the humidity. Yeah, back. and then tune it again. And then... To buy the thing, I don't even remember how much it cost you. It was a like, hundred bucks. Was it a hundred bucks? Yeah, there, it was a it was a music studio giving the thing away. It was from it was from like someone giving the thing away, y'all. Like clearly, this is this is a wound that is not healed yet because it's like, oh man, there's some. Mm, I can't believe we got that dang thing. Well, it was because I orchestrated the whole oh thing. I just asked God. you. I was just like, hey, can I get this piano? The car. Which car? The wagon. Oh, the wagon. Oh, <laughs> Yo, I, w- I am a dang rug. <laughs> oh, my God. The wagon. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Remember? That's another thing. Yeah, it's another thing. For sure. Oh, man. Well, so that's, that's why I don't have hobbies anymore, though. So if y'all don't know, <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um, so for most of my childhood, I would restore cars with my dad. And so once I kind of came of age to live on my own and whatnot, I wanted to restore my own car. And so I ended up finding a 1987 Jeep Grand Wagoneer. Yeah, so I bought the Wagoneer to restore it and have that be my... Jeep, anyway. And have that be my car for just everything because I worked from home, so I didn't really drive that much anyway. And then I was thinking more in terms of gear and storage and moving things around, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and so, yeah, we found this Wagoneer online, drove up to shirts and bought it and then brought it back and towed it back, towed it back. And, um, yeah, began the process of restoring it. Got pretty far, actually. It ran and everything by the time it was, by the time we sold it again here in San Antonio, so, you know, it was a really cool process. I'm happy I went through it. I know for me, it wasn't actually, by the time we were getting rid of it, it wasn't actually about the car itself. It was about the memories I had made with my father restoring it because he was helping me a lot with it. Because um, for a long time, it lived at my parents' house. And I would drive down from Austin to San Antonio every Saturday. You remember that? I did that for quite a while. I'm having flashbacks. Like, Eye twitching and everything. I mean, I'm hamming it up, but I remember having to push that thing out of the driveway because it would not run. Yeah. And that, I mean, it's like pushing, putting your feet up against the wall, planting them there, and then pushing with the rest of your body to move this, like, probably 2,800, 3,000-pound car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big car. Um, but I feel like, so I feel like we learned a few things from that. <laughs> Okay. One, restoring cars is a very expensive hobby. Hmm. Um, so there's that. It didn't used to be, but it is now. It is a very expensive hobby to have. Two, I think you thought you would be interested in doing it. 
like working on it, but you quickly realize that restoring cars or working on cars in general was not your thing. Yeah. And it only took you one time. I think I had asked you to help me out with changing the oil pan on it. Yeah. And you were like, done. So we didn't have a you lift. You were over it by the end of the day. You had to remove the exhaust um, to get to the to the drip pan. It was just, I mean... It didn't bother me. I knew what I was in for. Yeah, I was not about that. <laughs> sure, okay. Lesson three. Um, yeah, I mean, and then lesson three is just, I don't know. I don't know what lesson three is, but, you know. I think lesson three, no, lesson three is like, you have expensive hobbies, Hollyus, and you shouldn't have hobbies until you until your tax bracket can reflect the hobbies you want to have. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that's what lesson three is for me. The hobbies, the skill, like a lot of the hobbies I have are skills based, and so you need either someone to teach you, or you're investing in tools that'll help you learn. Mm. So, yeah. You, yeah, you have a lot of very high-maintenance, expensive hobbies. Yeah. So that's why I just, I mean, even with the even with the vlogs and stuff, you know, gear. Yeah. Dang. I'm an expensive person, which is why I don't, which is why I pull away from not having other things now. What do you mean pull away? That's why I don't, like, focus on having a lot of other stuff, because I know for me it's more about learning things or maintaining like a skill set. So you have sacrificed a lot for the relationship, but for the betterment of the relationship. <laughs> yeah, I guess wow. I have. Full circle. There you go. What. Yeah. We answered it. Totally did. Read, write, thrift. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Thanks, read, write, thrift for this topic. Apparently, I am trash. And I'm trash. Um, it's just like, just need to rein it in. <laughs> Because 2019 is not about any of that. Yeah. I mean, your hobby... Well, obviously, 2018 wasn't about it either. Yeah, I'm just saying, like... What was the catalyst for getting rid of the wagon? The house. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, we need the money to pay for a lawyer. So, the wagon was the first thing that went. It wasn't the first thing. Didn't it was the first thing... I mean, it took a while for someone to finally buy it, but it was the first thing I was like, get rid of it. Because that's just a hobby. There will always be more wagons, you know? Mm anyway thank you so much what was their name uh rewrite thrift read write thrift ah thank you read write thrift for this topic yeah i hope we addressed some of it as usual we went off we did a bit. go off on a tangent a little yeah. bit i'll fix it in the editing room anyway uh see you when we see you bye, bye.